Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Do you ever sometimes forget how old you are? All the time. <laughs> like, you know when you're a certain age, right? And then you have a birthday, and then for a while after the birthday, you keep thinking you're the age before? Are you in that constantly now? Well... No one's asked me since my birthday earlier in the year how old you are, so I can't be like, 23. Oh, wait, no, 24. So I still think I'm 23 because I haven't had someone ask me yet, and it's getting towards the end of the year, like we're running out of time. I feel like I haven't fully comprehended that I'm 24. I kind of feel like by the time it's almost your next birthday, that's when you start feeling comfortable in that age. Right. And then all of a sudden it's changed. But now I'm saying I haven't, I'm still not yet, no one's yet asked me this year how old I am. So I feel like... How are you going to know? No. <laughs> it's funny when you're a kid, though, your age is such a big thing. Why do they it's care part of so your, much? Like, you're not, you're not just 10, you're 10 and a half. That's true, 10 yeah. and three quarters. Why, when does it stop becoming important? Like now? I guess so. <laughs> I guess we've reached that point. But I feel like I haven't fully accepted that I'm 24 and then next year I'm going to be 25 which is a quarter of a century like that's a quarter of my lifespan gone and I'm not even <laughs> what? <laughs> what if you turn 100 it is well, that's what I'm aiming for are we all aiming for 100 well not if you're like at the end you're not any good well that's true I don't want to spend like 20 years just laying in bed like a vegetable it's just taking a turn sorry <laughs> Lock up your daughters. I only like you. What? <laughs> it's okay. Your daughters can be, they're safe around us. I mean, be especially. Oh my God. What is that introduction? Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Moving through. Moving right on through. <laughs> Just ignore that bit. I only like you. My girlfriend and I, Sinead's the girlfriend, I'm Lonnie. Hi. We talk about movies and shit things that people do. This week, we're talking about The Secret Life of Pets. Ooh. A wonderful movie. Yeah. Sinead loves it. I'm so excited. She loves pets. She loves secret lives. Perfect for her. <laughs> what? Me. I hate, this is our topic for the week, people who bring food into places where they shouldn't bring food. Like what? Like what's an example? Well, the other day, right, I was at this place um, at university. I'm a postgraduate student, so it's not like I'm, a, I'm an idiot. First year, okay? Oh, my god! Just, just for the listeners, okay? What if one of them is a first year university student? You just call them an idiot. They know they're idiots. Why? They, they do. They don't. That's so mean. Okay, you're not an idiot probably. If you listen to this show, you're probably fine. The people who don't listen are idiots. You, your saying? friends are idiots. <laughs> oh, my god. Anyway, Yes. So it's not a library, right? It's like a computer room. So I think most people wouldn't bring food into the library, right? But mm. I think the same rules apply to this computer room. I think more so to a computer room. You're around computers. Well, you don't two... want to spill a can of Coke on a computer keyboard. Well, actually, two things happened in this room, and I'm annoyed about both of them. All right. First thing was, we're all there studying, right? And it's quiet. Someone brings some hot chips in. Oh. 
Awful. Don't do that. There is nothing better than the smell of hot chips. And it carries. I feel like almost cartoon-like stench squiggles come off the smell of hot chips and go, like, towards your nose and you inhale and you're just like... And then your jaw drops. Your your tongue rolls out. You start drooling. (laughs) I want some now, now that we're talking about it. (laughs) If to bring hot chips into a place where you can't share them around with other people should be illegal. So I think if they were going to bring hot chips in, they'd have to bring in enough for everyone. Yes. Enough for the whole university Mm -hmm. because the smell would waft that far. Yeah. And then everyone would want a hot chip. But I think, like, if you were, like, in a restaurant or something and someone else has hot chips, that's fine because you can go buy them yourself if you need them, right? Because you have the access to get them for yourself. If you're sitting trying to study and then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden someone brings – it's the same in a lecture. Someone brings hot food into a lecture. I hate people who eat in lectures. I don't even hate it when people eat in lectures. I hate people who eat in lectures. Hate them. I hate as a them person, specifically their for families. Their, their choices that they made to get to this position <laughs> in their lives. Totally. However, in the same room, maybe it's just room annoys me. Maybe it's just room is the worst thing, right? <laughs> in the same room, right? It's a computer room, so there's no signs up saying no talking and stuff. And like there are there are lectures and like tutorials going on nearby in like sort of open plans sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm. So it's okay. It's okay to talk. It's not okay to have a group meeting like these people are trying to do. A group meeting with their chips. No, no, no chips. But oh, they separate might, things. Yeah. I'm saying the same room, the same thing happened, right? Right. So this these people, first years, I imagine, <laughs> were trying to have a group meeting and trying to talk and stuff. And then after a while, they're like, there's not much room here. Yeah, because everyone's sitting on their computers. I feel it's like not a meeting space. you never want to be the first person talking in a place, like when you enter a place that's already quiet. Yeah. Don't yeah. disrupt the quietness. Don't totally. be that person. You don't know what rules have existed here. Like, it's a big university, right? I'm sure there are lots of places there they could go. There are lots of places you could go to eat your chips and to have your group meetings. So the guy who was eating the group chip, the group chips. <laughs> so the guy who was eating the hot chips, was he typing on the computer while he was eating them? I think the guy who was eating the chips had actually had come in and he was sitting at a table that didn't have a computer. So right. he was just sitting there having his dinner. I think he might have been going to have a meeting or going oh, to do some work afterwards, mate, right? Mate, go to the bloody refect. Go to the park. You, you bought them from, you know, Burger Urge or whatever. Go eat them at Burger Urge. Don't bring them into the, the study space, the sanctuary of the computer room. So do you reckon he went into the computer room to have his food and then left to go have a meeting? No, I think he was having a meeting nearby or he was having he was going to go on the computer but straight after. But even worse, if he was having a meeting in the computer room, yeah, that's not allowed either. Totally wrong. I just, like... It's convenient for him to eat his food and then just go start working straight away. And so convenient for everyone else. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think if you're going to do that, you should bring in chips for everyone else. Everyone else should have them for you. Or everyone else should be able to, like, push you over and ridicule you and <laughs> tar and feather you. I reckon they tar and feather. Yeah. Like, coat them in tar and then put feathers on them. Mm-hmm. Why would you? Worked back in the Middle Ages. What do you mean it worked back in the Middle Ages? I used to do that. For what? I, I assume for people who brought chips <laughs> into the computer room. <laughs> All right, my blood pressure is getting the better of me, okay? I, 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 I don't really mind. It's just rude, isn't it? It's just inconsiderate. It is inconsiderate. They should bring enough chips to everyone and a variety of sources to select from. Because no one likes a dry fry. Hashtag no one likes a dry fry. Is he, you're still trying Wet to get the, the hashtag going? <laughs> I'm still trying to do it. How's it going? Hey, I got an extra sweet and sour sauce from McDonald's the other day. So now I've got one in the fridge in case the incident happens again. I've got a backup. Good work. Just side note. 
thinking ahead. Yeah. I just think that everyone should be aware that there are places you eat and there are places you go on computers and they're not the same places. Does it annoy you when I bring food in here to our office? That's okay because I can get my own food, right? Right. So it's not not necessarily the fact that they bring food in. It's that you don't have the option to have the food. No, I've gone to this place at uni, which is specifically for studying. It's food free. Yes, and someone's brought in food we're not supposed to. Yeah, right? fair enough. Well, not on. <laughs> I'm going to start a petition. Malcolm Turnbull will get involved. He'll sort it out for me. Uh, will he? Big Mal. Um, don't call him Big Mal. He's Sorry, not... he's not Mal Meninga. <laughs> the real Big Mal. <laughs> Can we talk about pets already? Okay. The Secret Life of Pets. So I've been hanging out for this movie like the whole year and I said to Lonnie, can we please see it like the first day it comes out because I'm so excited to see this movie because I've seen the trailers and it's pets, guys. It's Pets Who Talk and they're animated and it looks amazing. And for reasons such as Lonnie being away, we didn't get to see it until like last week and oh my God, the suspense. <laughs> Did it make it better? They had to wait longer? I think so. I think it made it better because I was anticipating it more. It's amazing. It's like an amazing movie. And it's it's like Toy Story, right? But with animals instead of toys. That was probably the pitch, I imagine. You reckon? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's almost, if I can be a little bit negative, it's probably a bit too much like Toy Story with pets. How dare you? Okay. Obviously, this is one of those films that Sinead has decreed. <laughs> Cannot say a bad word. I have decreed everyone should love it and watch it <laughs> eternally. <laughs> yes, it is a great movie though. So we make jokes about like all the pets that we have and have known. They're the actors in the movie. And Cooper, my parents' dog, our family dog. My dog. The love of your life is um, Max, 100%. But then Sam's a bit Max as well. Mm-hmm. The bit I hate everyone sort of thing. Yeah. So Max is the main Jack Russell. He's character, a Jack Russell, guys. Which is what he's Cooper officially is. a Jack Russell, the best <laughs> dog in the world. I'm so excited that like a Jack Russell is the main character. What does your dad say about Jack Russell's? Big dog personality, little dog body. Little dog poos. Little dog poos, little dog maintenance. <laughs> but they have the personality of a big dog. They're great for kids because they're like energetic and can be running around and play with them and stuff and they're like their size as well so they're not going to mm-hmm. get knocked over mm-hmm. great for old people they'll be a lap dog that'll sit on your lap and love you eternally forever oh this Who- sounds like we're sponsored by jack russell's and you know what if that option came i wouldn't say no <laughs> <laughs> so the basic plot of the movie is that max is the dog of um this katie katie how dare you not know her name <laughs> um and they have a great life in new york city and then one day um, Katie comes home with another dog, Duke. He's like a big mutt of a thing. He's like a big... He's huge. Yeah, he's a massive sort of mongrel sort of thing. Um, and as Buzz Lightyear came into Woody's life, things get turned upside down. As Cooper's came into Sam's life, or <laughs> Sam true. came into Cooper's life. Yep. That's how it happens. All hell broke loose. Um, a variety of things happen and the dogs end up on a... On a mission, on the day, they're out, they get some street animals get involved, Um, all Max's friends in the apartment block, all the other pets get involved in a sort of chase around the city. It's really great. So I had two criticisms, and because they're my criticisms, you're allowed to share them, but not too much because it's like 
when you're allowed to bash your family, but then when someone else does, it's not cool. So just go easy, right? But the first thing is... Is it maybe your family? (laughs) (laughs) A little bit. The first thing is there was a bit too much of the adventure thing for me and not enough of the secret life of what they do and get up to at home. There's a really great, like, where all the pets throw a party scene and go into each other's houses and stuff. I liked that kind of stuff, like what they actually do when you're away, right? So there's that. Second thing, there's one cat in the film and then the rest of the cats are bad guys. And I don't like the fueling of this cat versus dog people people debate, you know. It's not fair. I would have liked you see like glimpses into other people's lives. There's a cat lady, like an old cat lady who has like 16 cats. Would have liked to see them as well, you know. Oh, my God, the cat, the cat stuff. Oh, oh, at the end, right, they got it so perfectly. So the owner comes home, the cat just like rolls its eyes at her like, oh, you're back. Then the owner tries to pick the cat up and the cat tries to run away and like go, oh, I don't want to cuddle. So true. And then it gets picked up and it bites her and then it licks her at the end and then it's like, oh, yeah, I guess I like this cuddle. It is like 100% a documentary about every cat ever. It's Ow, this one's biting me right now. Um, for context, Sinead was holding Sam as she spoke and then Sam decided that he would no longer be held. That could not have been more perfectly timed. <laughs> can you see the indents on my arm? I can. The listeners can't. There are indents from his teeth. I, that could not have been more perfectly timed. <laughs> like if I wasn't hurting so much, I'd probably do that every time. But, oh, that, there, there you go. That just goes to so, show. So Chloe, the, the main good cat in the film, is based... Um, one part Sam, one part Kitty, my my family cat. Mm-hmm. And she's amazing. She's nice, but she like doesn't care about anyone's problems. So she's a cat. She's a cat, and she's amazing. Are we cats? Probably. Mm. I think cats are the most human like. That's why people don't like cats, I reckon, because they're so much like humans. They've actually got a personality. Mm. Dogs love everyone, trust everyone, which is a bit suspicious, isn't it, guys? Like I love Creeper, right, and he loves me. But if a stranger came to the house and took Cooper in a car and, like, wanted to love him, Cooper wouldn't say no. He'd be like, well, this is my life now, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, my cat, Kitty, doesn't like anybody else apart from me, mm. pretty much. Mm-hmm. She likes my mum, but yeah, it's pretty much me or no one. I feel like we like both, cats and dogs. And mm. when we have our forever home, we're going to have a million cats and a million dogs and they're all going to be rescued and they're going to be amazing. And I don't know why we have to be either or. Why can't we love all things? Mm-hmm. Anyway, the movie. The movie's great. You should totally see it. <laughs> I'm definitely, we're going to buy it, you know, yeah. on Blu-ray and we're going to watch all the special features and everything. It's going to be so great. What I liked about it was just like Toy Story um, tapped into that um, childlike wonder of playing with toys, this was really made by people who love animals and love pets. Yeah. And so there were so many, like, inside jokes about having a pet. Yeah, you know? and being a pet owner and stuff. And there were little, mm-hmm. like, nods and winks to, like... Yeah. Like, they clearly knew how pets acted and what they were like. They didn't just make it up. Yes, they, totally. This was definitely very thoroughly researched. Came from a place of love. The other good. thing I'll quickly say is that, unfortunately, I've seen the trailer a bazillion times. And the trailer... Unfortunately. <laughs> the trailer is pretty much a sequence of the film, mm. a lot of it. So when that sequence happened in the film, 
I didn't find it very funny because I'd seen it a million yeah, times. That's the problem right? with trailers, eh? Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's a problem when trailers are sequences rather than trailers, I think. Yeah, I like trailers, but I try to stay away from them because because of that very problem. However, when you're excited about a movie you want to see, you want to see the trailer. Right. But then when it comes to it. But then what do you do? Do you not watch the trailer and then be surprised that Daniel Radcliffe is a fluffing corpse? I mean. You were the only person alive (laughs) who didn't know that. Which is kind of amazing, really. How did I manage that? (laughs) So the voice actors were amazing. Ellie Kemper from The Office plays Katie, and she was really great. Um, Louis C.K. plays Max, which is really cool because he's like kind of no bullshit sort of like real talk Mm -hmm, thing, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but then can really, I don't know, it just suited Max as a character. Mm -hmm. And then um, Duke is played by Eric Stone Street, which is just, oh, so great. (laughs) Kevin Hart is the the villain. He's the little um, bunny rabbit. Actually, no. Hashtag real talk. We're going to complain again. We're going to (laughs) complain about the bunny. What is it? about Kevin Hart that people think that we like him. I've told you this before. I'm going to say it again for the podcast. One day, the person who's in charge of all the movies in Hollywood woke up and decided that Kevin Hart was going to be the new person. He's going right? to be in all things ever. And that happened a couple of years ago, and he's been in every movie ever since. So he plays, like, a cute bunny who's, like, the evil thing, right, which we've seen before, like, the cute thing's evil, mm-hmm. which I was so not interested in. And then it's supposed to have, like, another element because there's this, like, black sort of guy joking around, comedian, very American accent, being a bunny. And he, like, does all these little riffs and we, like, linger on the bunny for, like, minute shots of just yeah. of jokes, of liners in a stand-up comedy okay. routine. We're not here to see the bunny. Which We're here I, to see the dogs. Right? I don't care about the bunny. I don't care about the joke that he's obviously written from a stand-up routine. I don't give a shit. Take me back to Max and Duke and Chloe and all their other friends that are amazing and just let me watch them. I don't give a shit about the bunny. It's not funny. I don't understand how that's funny. The bunny ain't funny. The bunny ain't funny. I, You know, if we buy it, I think I'll fast-forward all the bits with the bunny <laughs> in and just watch the bits with the dogs and the cat. Don't get me wrong. Kevin Hart is funny. He's a good performer in most movies. It's just... The, the fact that he's in every single movie these days. The other great thing about the movie is how it represents New York. Mm. Like, even though it's animated, it's really um, a love letter to the city of oh, New York. I got pangs. Did you? Real bad pangs. So, Sinead's been to New York. Yeah, sorry. I've been yeah. <laughs> that makes more sense. I made no, context, no sense in context. <laughs> yes, I've never been to New York, but I love it already because of all the films and things that I've seen in New York. It's not that colourful. Is it not? Spoiler alert. Oh. The buildings aren't painted bright red and orange like they are in this film. No. I still want to go. Yeah. That's great. Can we go see Max? Well, I don't really understand how she had two dogs in the small Manhattan apartment, but anyway. Mm. Especially a big dog like that. Like, you have to walk them to, to let them poo. And he had big poos, wouldn't he? They didn't poo once in the film, did they? The dogs. I don't think so, no. I don't remember them pooing. No. That's a sequel. So Gidget in the movie, who's a little white Pomeranian who's kind of a bit in love with Max, a bit of a crush on Max, she goes all, like, badass at the end and, like, single-handedly defeats all the bullies, like, and she's a girl dog, so it's, like, female empowerment but in dog form. The best kind. The be- that's all you want, really, isn't it? 
Now she's awesome. Now she's an awesome character. And the best thing I found about her was that Max didn't like earn her as a prize, which happens in lots of movies. Yeah. They actually saw each other in new light. And as, yeah, he had respect for her. Yeah, as equals and everything as well. And they didn't like get married, you know, dog, dog married at the end. <laughs> oh my God. I would have loved to see that dog wedding. <laughs> <laughs> but they like each other, you know? Yeah. And he's. He's known her all his whole life or whatever and he's been kind of hasn't really noticed how cool she is and now he does notice. I think that's really great. Why can't more movies have, like, this female empowerment? If they can do it in an animated movie with a dog, there's not really much excuse, is there? So the guy who runs Hollywood who decided Kevin Hart is the new everywhere man. That same guy. He should look at this. Listen to us. We will be your advisors. More Gidget. More Gidget, more Max, more Chloe, more Duke. More movies like this. Less bunny although there was a short film before this one with minions because it's by the same illumination company and we have strong feelings against minions but i think they're great in the context they are like for shorts or little comic relief characters in a main story not to be the main characters in their own story but anyway there's a really great short with them at the beginning and i thought that was really funny minions are fine in films right they're they're okay in the um Despicable Me movies, even though I think the other characters are funnier than that. I imagine the Minions movie is fine for a certain audience. In this short film, they're okay. The fact that they're in memes <laughs> shared by mums and stuff on Facebook. This could be your own topic about things that are pissing you off. Well, why are they in all the those things? You get a really like heartfelt quote, right? And they'll stick it on a meme with a minion in the corner. What's why? that got to do with anything? Do you reckon the people who create the Minions hate all that stuff as well? I would if I were That's them. That's breaking copyright, I imagine. Didn't you tell me once that when you kill a minion, a hundred more minions come to be? <laughs> Did I? <laughs> you told me that once. I heard that if you kill a minion, you become a minion. Oh, is that that's how it's happened? Yeah. That's why there's so many of them everywhere. Mm-hmm. They're all kids' clothes and stuff too. If we have kids, can we not get them any minion clothes? No minions are now children's clothes. We veto them like as soon as they walk in the door. It's like no. I'll take the clothes out and burn them in front of the kid. Wow. I'll take the kid out of the clothes first. Just, <laughs> just, to, be, just very... to be safe. <laughs> anyway, great movie. Definitely see it. Definitely watch it a million times. Maybe fast forward the bits with the bunny in it. If you have pets, you'll love it. Yeah. If you're a pet owner, you definitely need to watch this. If you don't have pets, you'll go get one straight after watching the film. Any pets too. There's a guinea pig and there's a bird. There's a tortoise and a fish. So all bases covered. <laughs> There's an alligator too. There is, yeah. Probably don't want to have them as a hey, pet. Hey, that kind of touched on something really like animal abusey, with all that kind mm. of stuff, didn't it? Mm. With the pig. Mm. So that was sad. Mm. Good though. Yeah, good. Mm. Okay. Okay. See pets. Mm. Don't bring food into places you shouldn't. And just uh, uh, minions suck. Live your life, I guess. Keep listening don't, to us. Don't be a minion. Can you send, can someone send us an email? Someone give us money. How does this work? Be nice if someone just... Discovered the podcast and just wanted to give us a million dollars. Bequeathed us some money. Someone needs to die to do if that. If you hate you? minions and want to give us money? To continue hating them. The full-time occupation. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. See ya. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.